what up, what up for the 29th time. This is the fourth quarter podcast with my man Coda. Yep. Ben, tell him why it's a big deal. Why 29 is uh, such a big deal. Guys, this is officially the first time that Coda or I, Coda and I, have ever done 29 episodes of podcasts. This is it. We've never even said that number. Never. Ever. Never. And that'll be reflected here in a second that most people don't know, like, or say this number, especially when it comes to, hey, I'd really like that as a jersey. Literally. This was tough sledding. It was tough sledding. But let me just say, Coda, it's been a pleasure, dude. You are now uh, officially my longest tenured podcasting teammate and it was great doing it with jordan and ken it's been amazing doing it with you and we're, we're blazing a new trail together dude imagine a day where we can have a crossover wow i mean that would be pretty crazy i'm just putting it out there i'm putting it out into the universe right now from uh from your lips to god's ears is that how we say it over here yeah, i don't know i like that <laughs> i think we say that now yeah um but yes to um piggyback on what you're saying we do this thing everyone knows uh, episode number, we choose a jersey number of an athlete. Uh, 29 was pretty tough to find. Steep sliding. Yeah, so I, I'll go. Yeah, please. Because I'm just going to name the number one guy that made the most sense to me. And yeah. it's relevant because yeah. we've got the Texas Rangers in the World Series. is Adrian Beltre. I thought that's obviously where you were going. Yep. Hall of Famer, legend. Uh, but also one, since it was just kind of a weird list, I'm going to throw it out there. DeMarco yeah. Murray. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Short NFL career. Dude was kind of a beast. He had what, like eighteen hundred yards in a season with the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember why he did. He just have like injuries. Like what happened with him? I don't know. I feel like that was in a, in a season where we had a lot of college running backs who were just dominant, yeah. not really transitioned well. I feel like that was around the time that like every single Alabama running back that came in was like a complete dud. Like thinking yes. of like Trent Richardson, where I'm like, oh my gosh, bro. Like what Mark happened? Ingram, right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god! And gosh, like at least yeah. Mark made a career out of it. Yeah, but, but really, know. only Derrick Henry's been like the only one that's been like who yeah. people thought he might be. Yeah, even um, Najee is like technically on the Steelers, but yeah, he's but not like, really good. not really doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just because it's a weird list, I'm throwing out Demarco Murray. Yeah, yeah. no, he, he's definitely card. worth mentioning, and yeah. he was fun. Very much kind of like timestamps who we are as well. Yeah, um, I picked out one. Classic in one kind of new age. John Smoltz. uh, I mean, he's just... John Smoltz and like Tom Glavin were like the heart and soul of the Braves pitching staff. I feel like they got a chip together actually as well. I think they did. If that's right. I'm pretty sure they did. Chipper may have been on that team as well to use chip again, but uh, (laughs) he was just great. I mean, Smoltz was just consistency. Yep. Um, and then Earl Thomas. Uh, an that's a really good pick, actually. An important member of the Legion of Boom. Yeah, kind that's of a, a really good Kind pick. of a pain in the ass to a lot of NFL teams, but I, I really loved him. Shane and I really enjoyed the Seattle Seahawks. So, um, yeah, there's there's some random ones uh, for us. But yeah. uh, Coda, As you can hear by the names we chose, it was a, a strange list. I think we did well with what we, we had. Well. Uh, yeah. it, and, uh, let's, let's keep that baseball theme alive, Coda, because it is that time of year. We're getting into end of October. End of October. Yeah. So it's almost where are we at? Um, well, yeah, this is, uh, we didn't really cover the Dodgers collapse or the Braves collapse. Um, I'm actually wearing a Dodgers hat today. Uh, this is the first time I've worn a Dodgers hat since actually, and that's <laughs> been intentional. Uh, it's been hard. Uh, but yeah, pretty much. Everything you thought was going to happen didn't happen. Yeah. And that was the MO of this playoffs. Um, pretty much every single team 
that had a higher winning percentage than the team they were playing lost, um, and lost pretty convincingly, uh, to the point where we have a World Series with the Texas Rangers and the freaking Arizona 84-win Diamondbacks, yeah. which is out of this world. That's <laughs> honestly insane. Who swept the Dodgers um, convincingly. Like, yeah. There was not a moment in that series where you even felt like the Dodgers could win it, um, which says a lot about the Dodgers. And um, I'll wait until next baseball season to uh, share more of that. But, yeah, we've yeah. got Texas and Arizona. going to be a great World Series. I'm going to lay out my prediction right now. Please, just yeah. Just shooting through it. I'm going to say Rangers in six. Okay. Just think they have a much more complete team. Yeah. I would love the Diamondbacks to win it. That's another NL West division team. Be great to keep it in division, but I just don't. I I think the Rangers have it all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And and um, as someone who's paid very little attention and was um, really only rooting for the Astros to lose, absolutely. I was, my statement to you on your at your birthday party was that there is a God because uh, the Astros lost in seven, which was really hilarious to watch. Uh, I, and you said, yeah, it was great that it went to seven. It's so a little like, bit more of like gave a, them some hope. Really, yeah, you know, like sunk it in. Stuck it to them, yeah. and and we've we've acknowledged this. So we believe the Diamondbacks have one career World Series for 01. their franchise back in '01. Yeah, it was painful because they were uh, the winners over my New York Yankees. Unfortunately, I remember that one vividly. That was the beginning of the end, I think, for what was just our continued yeah. dominance. I agree. Um, and then the Rangers have never. Never. The They've World been. Series. This is their third time. Okay. Uh, they lost to the Giants in ten and yeah. the Cardinals in twenty eleven. Okay. Uh, so haven't had like. I mean, those are good teams to lose to. Yeah. And good uh, eras of those teams to lose to. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting World Series. And one curious. would assume potentially if that the buck might stop here for them, given that they're not up against a like a real dynastic franchise. That this is you, just a blip year. You kind of feel like at some point the Diamondbacks are gonna fall back to earth. Yeah. Right. Like you don't win eighty four games in a hundred sixty two game season and go to the World Series without at least a little bit of luck on your side. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. We have a bunch of stuff yeah. we want to talk on talk about in this pod. Um, so we're going to go into football, some football stuff, which we have been promising so much football stuff, <laughs> and then our lives just got crazy. Um, but I want to hit you with six. We have six hot topics that we want to yeah. talk about. The first one, I don't know how much you've been looking into it. I've been delving so far into this, this whole Michigan drama cheating fiasco, which we've talked about briefly. Yes. Um, let me just set the stage. Please. And, then we'll and you're going to have more thoughts than me on this probably, but I do on yeah. the topic itself. So when all this first came out and some context, there is allegations still to this point, but lots of proof, lots of pretty you know hard stuff coming out uh, that Michigan's been stealing signs from teams. This is not a new thing. Um, you've seen on the sidelines teams use these huge curtains to get people not to see their signs. People know that teams steal signs. Um, so originally when this all came out, I was like, this is, what's the deal here? Right. Uh, Michigan has actually broken two very important NCAA rules in this. The NCAA does not outlaw stealing signs okay. or any type of scouting or specific scouting. What the NCAA outlaws is in-person scouting mm-hmm. of a team you will play that year. Yeah, you can't go Michigan to their games. did that. Yep. And they outlaw using um, tech, like technology, like okay. a video. Michigan did that. Okay. So those are two pretty big, like, ooh, we have told you you are allowed to scout. Okay. These two very clear ways you are not allowed to do it. Uh, Connor Stallions is an assistant coach, something like that. Uh, strange uh, title on this team. 
He's been to over 30 games the last three seasons that don't include Michigan. And apparently on his own dime, uh-huh. and he makes $55,000 a year, which doesn't quite <laughs> add up. Stretches easier yeah. in some but parts of the country. But he's bought tickets to over 50 games over the last three years. And this actually came out yesterday. I got a kick out of this. One of them was last year, number six Oregon against Washington, mm-hmm. which was at that time, Oregon had a very clear path to the playoff. Mm-hmm. You know a team that they did not scout in person? TCU. Mm. who they gave up 43 points to in like 600 <laughs> yards. So it all starts to add up to this very kind of strange picture of mm. all these allegations are coming out of them doing this the last three years. When did Michigan get good under Harbaugh? The last three years. Yeah. Um, they hadn't beaten Ohio State under Harbaugh for like six years. They'd beaten in the last two years. Ohio State is one of the teams that they've been proven to have stolen the signs from. Uh, so now my opinion on it has changed, and I actually do think it's – Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the NCAA has left leeway to scout and steal signs if you somehow find a way to do it legally. Definitely. But this, at this point, feels like a pretty intense way to go about doing it, which yeah. is clearly outlawed. Yeah. Uh, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, I think you've said most of the relevant stuff, and I and I really appreciate how thoroughly you've researched it. And I think, um, to me... It's really disappointing mm-hmm. because I look at Michigan this year and we look at how dominant they've been and I'm wondering, I'm like, okay, is that skewed? Like, is there yeah. a reason that you're giving up a touchdown on average to your opponents? Like, we've even noted, wow, they're quite dominant this year. And yeah. granted, they're not playing, you know, a bunch of world beaters, but... Um, it's even then felt like... A little weird. bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit... Um, yeah, unique, if you yeah. will. So I, the great news I think is, um, the the talented teams will still win. I yes. don't think that sign stealing will win you a national championship Agreed. game. I do think it's just disappointing, especially for someone like Jim Harbaugh who is so revered in this sport. Agreed. Um, I'll just say I think it's disappointing, and I think um, I was listening to Steve Sarkeesian basically say it's. You know, it's kind of our fault if someone's able to steal our signs. That's mm. how I've typically felt. Yeah. Um, like, okay, maybe don't use like the most rudimentary <laughs> yeah. ways of keeping signs, but also um, maybe take that time towards, you know, developing your team. Yeah, absolutely. So. And another tidbit is up until this point, Harbog has um, continued to say he has had no clue any of this has happened. Okay. Uh, which seems. Pretty unrealistic, Mm -hmm. but I'll take him for his word for now. I think he absolutely has known this is going on. Yep. Um, But we're going to move on, and I'm going to go this direction. Take us there. Yeah. We're going to go some college football NFL action here. Yeah. Uh, A team that we have talked about in this podcast as a team that I said, I don't know who's going to beat them. Yeah. Has now lost two weeks in a row. You have two Um, answers. So I I literally jinxed this team. But tell me what you're seeing in the 49ers right now. Yeah. Uh, some context, 49ers started out 5-0, and looked virtually unstoppable, have really looked a little dead in the road the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm no 49ers expert, but I will say um, there was a lot of weight given to the absence of Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel from yeah. the uh, game against the Browns. 
Yeah. Um, with that being said, they still gave the Browns a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, however, PJ Walker was their quarterback. So I think that was a little bit harrowing of like, hey, um, you you have probably the second or third best defense in the league. Why are you not able to go toe-to-toe? That, yeah. I think, put the spotlight all of a sudden on Brock Purdy. Yeah. Right? I would say that this game against the Vikings was more about a really incredibly well-executed game plan and performance, finally, from Kirk Cousins finally, and Kevin truly. O'Connell. Yeah. I actually, as the proud owner of the 49ers defense on fantasy, was very disappointed, but also like, yo, Kirk just made the throws. And I think ultimately you're going to lose against the best defense every so often. I think you're going to lose against a perfectly executed game plan against a home team. Yep. Often, I have. I'm actually zero percent panicking about the 49ers. I think they've got the right guy. It sucks that he's got a concussion, but I don't think Brock made plays that really hurt them. I think he doesn't have the pop, but I, yeah. I wasn't so like I'm kind of pumping the brakes on the fear. Yeah. I don't. Th- I think it's kind of an anomaly that they lost twice in a row. Um, I'm still pretty bullish on the Niners to win the Super Bowl this year. I think that it's good that they're losing now. I would agree with this, okay. and I don't really have much to add to this yeah. other than to say I do think the reaction to the 49ers losing two weeks in a row is probably overstated. Yeah. Um, and it's not like they got blown out in either of these games. They were close games. Really games where you could look at two or three plays that go differently and the 49ers win the game. Yeah. Uh, they're not full health. Uh, Brock Purdy is clearly concussed. He's not playing this week. Sam Darnold, redemption arc, is in session where yeah. you see how he does. Yeah. Uh, so with that, I'm going to take us to a team we probably should be panicking about. Yeah. And this one hits close to me. Um, I have some things to say, but I'd like to hear your thoughts first on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, so I'm also the proud owner of Justin Herbert as my fantasy oh, quarterback. brutal, dude. And it was a... I literally, I was just looking at the game, and I just kept telling Shannon, I said, this is the worst called offense I have seen in a long time. And it's I said bad. that over and over and over again. People are coming and condemning Herbert for this. Again, let's remind people that all Herbert has done since he came here is consistently set records for the best performances over this span, span of, of career time. Yeah, with in a very below average coaching performance yeah. around him so i'm gonna just say this it's clearly not his fault mm-hmm. brandon staley's touted defensive mind has produced absolutely nothing nothing and i think it's too early to put this on kellen moore so i i yeah. honestly think um just get rid of staley and i think things would start to turn in a positive direction but give me give me more of like an analysis yeah well yeah and you know how I feel about the Justin Herbert slander. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit out of control. Yeah. And I, I think if you asked any actual NFL personnel, coach, player, none of them would say this is Herbert's fault. They yeah. all know what they're looking at. Um, Justin Herbert is probably the most... Also, if you're hearing that, this is just there. L.A. living. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Leaf blower in the back of my apartment with no real leaves. Love, I love that. It. Um, it's fall here in L.A., apparently. Mm-hmm. Um Justin Herbert is the most unlucky quarterback, great quarterback in my opinion. So let me take you through his history. Uh, at Oregon, he started for three seasons. He had two head coaches and three offensive coordinators. In the NFL, he has had two head coaches and three offensive coordinators. So within the span of the last six and a half to seven years, he's had six new offenses. 
Yeah. So even when you say that and you're saying this guy's set records consistently, he's played with six offensive coordinators. It's almost as if they're trying to sabotage this podcast. Honestly, right it'll be fun. It's I think it's a funny hilarious. it's a funny part of the podcast. Yeah. Let me tell you guys, he's doing a great job with the leaders. I mean, though. that's thorough. Yeah, like, it is I thorough. I appreciate it. If only Brandon Staley was able to do his job quite Truly. Right yeah. All right, he's gone. Well, he's about to leave. Um, this is obviously not Herbert's fault. Yeah. You could not expect the greatest. You couldn't expect Pat Mahomes to have six offensive coordinators in seven years and produce wins all the time. Right. Um, it's more of a miracle that the Chargers are 500 through Herbert's career, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't think it's a Kellen Moore issue either. This is the first year with his offense. It's just Brandon Staley. Like, yeah. it just is. And to go even deeper, it's probably the ownership as well. Mm. Um, this is a crazy thing. This is under Tom Telesco, who mm. owns the Chargers. Mm. Uh, Mike, we, our last three head coaches, Brandon Staley, Anthony Lynn, Mike McCoy. Mike McCoy went 9-7, and 9-7, and 4-12, and 5-11. and 11. Anthony Lynn goes 9-7, and 12-4. Five and eleven, seven and nine, fired. Brandon Staley goes nine and eight, ten and seven, and now he's two and four. So there's this very strange thing that's happening with these hires where yeah. it's great for a year or two and then it just falls off. Hmm. So you almost can't even blame it on the coaches at this point. Like there's clearly just an upper management issue with the Chargers. Yeah. Um, which makes me even sadder because even if Brandon Staley goes, I don't know if that's gonna fix the problem. It seems like it just needs to be a cleaned house. Of sorts, definitely. Um, it's bad, and and yeah. you can't draft, right? No. They can't get guys in free agency. I mean, yeah. I look at your receiving core, particularly, right? They busted on the TCU receiver, Dude. and I'm like, all right, Mike Williams is going to be out the door, and I'm like, Keenan's if Keenan like one, like it's bad, it's bad, um, it's really bad. But to save time, we'll just sum up saying the Chargers are in just absolute hell right now. Yeah. And I really don't see a way out of it. Uh, so we shall see. Mm. Uh, but moving on to an NFL team that is complete opposite. And yeah. I would love to say I staked my claim with this team yes. so much before the season. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you're seeing in the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson right now. Well, let me just say this also. I, I said that Pittsburgh was going to have a great year. So I feel very vindicated yeah. by them too. I, I, I'm kind of... Um, Wondering if these are like false summits for both teams, though. And, Interesting. And I'm, I'm really curious because also we know that Joe Burrow has had a historically really difficult start to his season. True. The Browns have been kind of weird. Frankly, Deshaun Watson's the strangest person ever. Um, Lamar's been great. Todd Munkin's offense has clearly been a really good opportunity for him to show that like he's actually a really freaking good quarterback. Yeah. He's a really good passer in the pocket. So. I've been stoked for him. I think he's got the weapons that he needs. The defense is always a great defense. I mean, it's Baltimore. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I will say this. I don't watch many Baltimore games, but I do watch Baltimore scores, and they've been putting up points this season. This was the most shocking result. I believe it was, it was 35 nothing at one point. Yeah. Might even have gotten to 38 nothing, which is like – Whoa. No against a team that, that no, against Detroit, who many people were like, hey, they're the favorite for the one seed in the NFC right yeah. now. I thought it was going to be the game of the week. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll say this. This is the only other thing I'll add right okay. now would be, I heard this, that non-divisional teams that Lamar plays for the first time um, are 1-16 versus the Ravens. Wow. A.K.A. It's really freaking hard to prepare for Lamar if you don't wow. see him. 
That's a crazy stat. Yeah. Wow. That's an and Lamar is having a great season. I love it for him. And a stat like that even goes to show how did no one pick this guy up yeah. when essentially they were just asking for a couple first round picks. Right. It's almost criminal. It's almost like completely negligent that no team there's because I could name several teams in the NFL right now that could use Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um, yeah, but I'm curious. I agree. I, I'm. There's almost something about the Ravens just knowing that organization where if they finished nine and eight, I wouldn't be shocked. If mm-hmm. they finished fourteen three, wouldn't be shocked. I, I just don't really know. It's just a weird feeling, but right. I really like where they're at. But we're gonna move back to college football. We're yeah. kind of doing this like teeter totter of like really great teams and teams that are really underperforming. So we'll go to USC. Yeah. Uh, who is also just in absolute shambles right now. Also, apparently Lincoln Riley's sick and oh, right. hasn't gone to practice like the last two days, which just seems like a very strange thing. Yeah. I've never heard of a coach being sick enough to miss his team's two practices on right. a game week. Right. Uh, so I don't, and there's also NFL rumors. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't yeah. know what's going on there. But USC sitting at six and two now. Have dropped two in a row. Um, probably have the worst defense of any relevant Division One college football team. Right. Uh, I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Yeah. Clay Helton, mm-hmm. first twenty-two games at USC, seventeen and five. One bowl win, zero Pac-12 titles, four and five against ranked teams. Um, Lincoln Riley, first twenty-two games, seventeen and five. Zero conference championships, zero bowl wins, two and five first ranked teams. And this is the dude who was supposed to bring USC back to total relevance. I'll hit you with one more thing. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Caleb Williams, and I showed you this, but I'd like the people on the podcast to hear it. Yeah. And I'm not saying Caleb Williams isn't going to be a great NFL quarterback. This is concerning. Caleb Williams against non-top 25 defenses. 70% of his passes, 317 yards a game, 78 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. On, like, video, more than video game numbers. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams in five games against top 25 defenses. 51% completion percentage, 172 yards a game, 6 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Concerning things coming out of the USC football program right now, especially for a guy that apparently wants ownership in a team that he's getting drafted by, <laughs> which is an insane thing to ask for regardless. Uh, what are your just quick thoughts about what's going on at USC right now? I don't have many except for I think the most relevant thing you suggested to me is that they consider shutting him down for the season. I think that's really interesting, particularly because we've never before considered is Caleb Williams deserving of the number one pick. I think that's basically been for sure yeah. for, what, 18 months? So um, I will just leave that there. Yeah. Well, it, and a quick piggyback on that is what, like, the risk is he plays himself out of a number one pick. Yeah. I mean, the last few performances have been really bad. Really bad. Um, and I know people are saying he's a team player. It's like, the dude, he's not here to win national championship. He's going to the NFL. Um, if I was Caleb Williams, I literally would sit out. Yeah. I don't think an NFL team is going to think twice about it. They're going to think, yeah, you knew you were going to the NFL. You didn't need to play any more games. Um, so that's all I'll say about that. And then quickly, just got to shout out my Oregon Ducks. Did What a great season. Uh we haven't done the pod since we lost to Washington. Yeah, right. But literally, you can ask my wife, Annie. I took that loss so well you because did. it was literally just like such a good game. And clearly the two best teams in the conference, maybe the two or three or four of the best teams in the country, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that's all I'll say about Oregon. I'm just going to say they're playing great. We got a big game against Utah this weekend. Um, I would say if we get through that game, 
I don't know. We have USC and Oregon State at home. Feels like if we get through Utah this week, I think we're going to the Pac-12 championship with a chance to play for the playoff. So I want to we'll see. see that game happen. Utah, Washington, Pac-12, a rematch, yeah. and hopefully Oregon comes out on top this time. I think it'll happen. I think it'll, it'll be, happen. It'll be yeah. so fun, honestly. But, Ben, take us to some basketball because that was a lot of football coverage that we've just had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, um, I wanted to do three for three first, if Absolutely. you don't mind. Just 100%. because we're going to go to basketball, and then I think a lot of what we'll do will plant in basketball. Um, but let's do um, quickly. Okay. So I'll just recap us. So our three for three season has been really a ton of fun. So fun. Um, we were both 15 and 9 going into this week, and we picked three college and three NFL games. I'm pretty uh, sure I did bad. Yeah, I, can't I, I think we both had uh, a bad stretch. So let's, um, let's see. So in college, we had Oregon beating Washington, which we were both wrong there. Yep. Um, we had USC. Both of us had USC beating Notre Dame, so we were both wrong there. Again, these are field goal spreads. Yeah, so. literally. And then, uh, unfortunately, Coda had UCLA beating Oregon State, uh, which I was on the correct side of the money there. So, Man, 0-3 oh for me for the college football. 1-2 for Ben, 0-3 oh for Coda. Nothing to be proud of there. I think no. you made up for it on the NFL side. I hope so. Um, we had New Orleans at Houston. Um, Houston did win that game. Um, your prop bet, and I'll need I you to check this. I have my prop bet, yeah. Was that CJ's first pick? First pick, It yeah. did happen? There you go. Okay, so I could we'll have made say, some money on that. You had actually had a lot of fun with that one. So, Coda's got his first win and a prop bet. Okay. And then Detroit at Tampa Bay. Um, I had Detroit. You had Tampa Bay. So, I was right there. Dang, dude. Um, so, you're 1-1. One one. I was 2-0. and oh. Um, I had Jared Goff with two touchdowns, David Montgomery with two touchdowns. That feels wrong, um, but it's worth looking up. In Absolutely. fact, did I just pause the recording when I looked at this? I don't think that I did. I don't think so. Um, let's look because it was a couple weeks ago now, and this is obviously since Detroit. So they they hung 20 points on Tampa Bay, uh, which means it was impossible for them to both have two touchdowns. Yeah. David did not. Jared did have two. Okay. So yeah, I'll, take it. It. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So I'm two and zero. You're one and one into the split. Dallas at yeah. Los Angeles. I hated to be right here, but it was um, it was it was a tough game. Yep. It was. It and was. It, but it was, it was, was a tough watch. right on. Um, uh, the the line was perfect. It was a it was, minus two yeah. and a half to Dallas, uh, which was it was great. They won by a field goal there. So. Somehow, against all odds, I went three and zero in the NFL. Wow, dude! And rough you went week for me. One and two. So, so I'm two and four total. Uh, brutal. Yeah, you no, you were one for five. One for five, right? You were zero and three in college. One. And oh two. my god! I didn't even get one in college. I think that's correct, right? Because you were yeah. Houston, Tampa Bay, and yeah. Chargers. You know, uh, it, we all have we all have tough weeks. So. Um, overall, I was four and two. You were one and five. Guys, I promise um, I'll be better. So that's going to help me to fend off Coda for maybe one week uh, until I make bad picks. Dang. But here we are. Um, this week in the NFL, we've got three games. Bengals at 49ers. Jags at Steelers. Jets at Giants. Coda, why don't you just take us through what are your three picks for these? I'm going to go 49ers. Um, I know it's Sam Darnold. Yeah. I don't think he's nearly as bad of a quarterback as people think he is. 
He's certainly serviceable enough with that roster and that coaching staff. I think they uh, get a game plan together and win that game. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to go straight through? Just take us, take oh us all through. Yep. I love it. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags in Pittsburgh. Great. Uh, I do love Pittsburgh. You know I love Kenny Pickett. I've really tiled him up a lot. Uh, I don't think they have enough to beat Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence has his first really good performance of the year. And then what's our third one? Jets at Giants. Oh, my gosh, dude. Little New York. Um, that is such a toss-up, honestly. Great that you threw that in there. Home game for both teams. I felt so like quick on the first two. This mm-hmm. is such a toss-up. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I really like the Jets in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Zach Wilson is honestly having a better season than people realize. Um, I think he's filling in totally fine for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think the Giants are in shambles. So I'll okay. pick the Jets here. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um... I am going to agree with you on um, one of these games. I love that. And that is the San Francisco game. So I love Jacksonville. I actually do think that they lose to Pittsburgh at home. I don't know why. I just have this gut feeling that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to cause some trouble for – for the Jags, and it feels like the Jags have been flying a little too high right now. This seems like a game that they lose. I don't know why. I'm just going to go with it. Oh. Um, and then I, like I said, am going to go with there's something about the Tyrod Taylor Giants that I makes do me like feel Tyrod. like they might actually. I mean, like they basically beat the Bills, they yeah. were right there. Some people think they should have beaten the Bills and got <laughs> screwed, but um, I just think if it comes down to Tyrod versus. Zach Wilson, I like Tyrod there. Yeah, I um, and I and I feel like just the Giants being the hotter team right now. I don't know, but I mean the Jets' defense are hard to bet against. I just want so to be hard. different. So. No, I think that's great. We're gonna uh, have some great parity. Yeah. Us. Before we do the second part of three for three, why don't we just transition into the NBA? I love it. Just in general, so. I love it. Um, Rather than get kind of into all the storylines, and maybe that's something that we do next time, kind of yep. doing predictions for awards or something. We're kind of just doing this Love live. It. I think let's um, let's spend some time doing our top ten teams. So I'd say we have not prepared for this. No. Let's just do this live right and go back dome. and forth. Yeah. Um, and I am going to just go ahead and switch over here, pull up the um, NBA, and making sure. So 30, 36... Nope, yep, good. Okay, it's still moving. I got a little worried there. Um, okay, so, uh, Coda, yep. whenever you're ready, why don't you take us to who you believe, this is going to be very difficult to do, the 10th t- the best team in the league is. Do you think it's better to just go 1 to 10 then? I think we go looking, 1 to 10. Let's look at here. 1 to 10. Take us there if you have a strong feeling. Yeah, well, my strong number one is the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Feels inevitable to me right now. They did just win. Mm-hmm. We have we are on the other side of their first win over the Lakers. It was in Denver for their ring ceremony. That ring is bala. It's sick. Um, yeah, hard to hard to pick against. Yeah, the number one defending team uh, didn't get weaker over no, the offseason. Didn't really lose any pieces either. Yeah, They're pretty much the same exact team. Was there any debate for you as to um, who might be challenging for that number one seed? The only other real team, two teams, mm-hmm. uh, would have been Boston or Phoenix. Okay. okay. For me, at least. Okay. And which of the two did you land on for your two? 
the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics. Yep. Yep. I really like what they did this offseason. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, that I would say again, the, the key the key decision it seems like they made, because I um I agree with these top two. Right? And I think that there's these seem to be the consensus top two. Yeah. Um the other really big offseason move I don't think pushed that team into the top two yet. We'll get there in a second. Right. But I think there was a decision made, I believe, by um the front office, Brad Stevens and them that Tatum's not the guy. Mm-hmm. Tatum and Brown, not the combination. Um, Marcus Smart was expendable, apparently, in order to get bigger and deeper. Yep. Drew Holiday is about the best replacement you could have asked, asked for for Marcus Smart. 100%. I mean, Better offensive insane. player, too. Seriously. Pretty and still good. an all-NBA all defender. Not going to be as good defensively, but yeah. it's not like he's still better than probably... 2024 yeah. starting point guards in the in the NBA defensively. And with Chris Stapps, you get bigger and younger. And you stretch the floor. Yes. Yeah. So it's probably the only team I actually thought could challenge Denver as my potential number one team. And we may be looking a couple weeks in the future, and Boston is undeniably the best team in the league. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah. Hit me with your 3-4-5, and then right. tell me why. My three is the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Um, I, Phoenix Suns probably won free agency for me. Yeah. Um, and I know the big, uh, picture move, the, the big headline move was Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best move they made was getting Nurkic from Portland. Yeah. Um, just having a five that clearly wants to be there and puts in the effort to be there. It's nothing against DeAndre Ayton. Obviously he was going through something, needed a change of scenery. Uh, already saw it last night against your Warriors. Uh, they closed out with Nurkic getting a, some buckets. Yeah, I just really think that filled out that starting five. And now you have, I saw this, you suddenly have Bradley Beal, who's a perennial 30-point-a-night scorer, as the third option yeah. on a team. So now Booker's getting doubled. KD's getting doubled. So I don't even know. Like Bradley Beal hasn't even played yet. He might play in the next week or so. That team is scary to me. Like, that team could be the number one team in the NBA, for all I know. Mm-hmm. Shortly or quickly behind them is the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but also feels like a weird team because we don't super know yet how it's all going to work. Mm-hmm. My gut tells me it'll work. Um, but it also scarily reminds me of, like, that Brooklyn team. When they <laughs> yeah. got, like, the big three together and it was so hyped up. And then it really, that probably felt the most flat in its face ever. Uh, but I'll let them That's stay fair. at four for now. And then my five, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Okay. Um, James Harden apparently did return to the team today. He did. In advance of their first game. Okay. That doesn't seem like he's there to play though. So maybe he's there to pack up. I have no idea. He hasn't <laughs> been moved yet. You know, he, he continues his mantra that Daryl Laurie, Daryl Morey is a liar. Uh <laughs> Get him the hell out of town, please. He's got to go. so freaking annoying. He's got annoying. to go. Okay, so for Coda, Denver, Boston, Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Philly. Yep. Um, my three is actually Milwaukee. I think adding Damian Lillard, who specifically Giannis asked for, you lost Drew Holiday. You picked up one of the clutchest players in the history of the game. Yeah. And I feel like Milwaukee is due for a bounce back. I feel like it was a really odd exit, particularly with some health issues down the stretch. Um, I'm going to bet on Giannis here over okay. um, the teams that you mentioned. So 
I actually have you're gonna you're gonna scoff at this for a second, but I actually really liked the pickups they made in the offseason. I have the LA Lakers at four. Whoa, wow. I, I think that what they've received is depth and clarity. So okay. I think this is clearly Anthony Davis's team. LeBron has said that publicly. Yeah. Um Austin Reeves has taken a step forward in confidence. They added um Gabe uh Gabe Vincent from Miami, who I think yeah. is great. Jackson Davis or Jackson Hayes. Um uh, a couple other pieces that I was like, okay, these are some good players, okay. and and I think um, main like retained the guys who were culturally I think a good fit for them as well. Um, I like the opportunity for um, them to continue to do what they're doing under Darvin Ham, and yep. then I have Phoenix at five. Um, I believe in them, but I I think it still remains to be seen whether they can break into the top four. Whereas all four of those teams um, above them have cores that have made runs in this league, so that's where I'm at. I, I'm fair. I, I think it's fair. Um, wow, the LA Lakers pick. That is a. Uh, I mean, I love that for you. I love that for you. Um, Coming off hot off of a loss. <laughs> I'm very it. curious. I'm very curious to see how that pans out. Uh, my sixth team is going to be the Miami Heat. Okay. Okay. Um, which I'm not necessarily that high on. Uh, but I also don't see another place to put them right now for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did play in the NBA Finals, so yeah. it's it's hard to bet against them. And then I'll just give you my seventh as well. Please, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my seventh would actually be the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, okay. Which I, I'm going out on a limb right now. I'm saying Russell Westbrook has a little bit of a redemption season. Okay. Um, I like that roster, if that roster is healthy. Yeah. Um, and we've never really been able to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play together as a healthy duo. Mm. Um, this year, for all we can see, it's a healthy duo. Yeah. And I'm really, really so interested in after, what, two or three years to finally see what that duo can do together. I think it takes a ton of pressure off for Russell Westbrook. I think they have a lot of good players on the bench. So I'm going with the Clippers at seven for me. Okay. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to say that... Um, I'm going to continue with my tradition of um, not agreeing with a lot of your teams, unfortunately. I – um, sorry, I was just looking at them. Who is it that I think really is uh, relevant? Sacramento. I do like Sacramento. I really like Sacramento, and I think they showed us something last year. I think this is a year they take another step forward. Um in fact, it's I'm pretty uh, pretty West heavy right now. Maybe I'm showing my bias. <laughs> um, so I like Sack at six. I think that they they kept all their guys. I think Fox is just progressing in a way that's like, I mean he he's looking he's looking like a top ten player in this yeah, league. I think I'd he's agree with he's that. really moving that direction. And Monk is like a great Robin for him. Sabonis. I feel like. Um, their their guys are taking steps forward, and yeah. and I think Mike is the right guy there um, to coach them. I would say um, I do not believe in Philly. I think Philly is dropping. I do not at all believe in the Chargers. Chargers, the Chargers. that's hilarious. The Clippers, LAC. This is because I LAC, love you so much, yeah. and I'm sick. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Miami at seven. I do okay. believe in Miami. I don't believe in them as a finals team, Same. but I I do think that they are a relevant. Uh, member of this top 10 list. So close this out for yours. 8, 9, 10. I'm going to make you do the hard work today. I love it. My 8 team is the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Great. Uh, great. Which pretty much for all the same reasons you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they showed us a lot last year. And I don't see any reason why they would regress. Mm-hmm. Um, 
most of that core is also at the time of the career where they should be entering their primes or have entered their primes within the last year or so. Yeah. So everything kind of adds up to a very um, impressive season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my number nine team, I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors, actually. Let's go. Um, genuinely, because last night I watched that second half, most of it. Uh, Clay shot the ball terribly. Steph shot the ball terribly. Chris shot the ball terribly. Um, and they still lost by four points to a team that is in my top two. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a ton to look forward to on that team. And then to close out, my top ten is the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Uh, which also, I don't know if you saw this, they just announced LeBron will only be playing 28 to 30 minutes a game this year. Okay. Which is I love that. very unique. I think yeah. uh, that's going to be something to watch for sure. He is in his, what, 23rd season in yeah. the league? Once which is just 38, 39. It's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And yeah, we're only a, a season removed potentially from Bronny. Dude. Assuming, Assuming that he, can he does stay enough, healthy, yeah. which shout out to Bronny and yeah. having a heart issue and still going for it. I, Literally. No need for him to do that in life. <laughs> but um, okay, okay. What a top 10. It's a fantastic one. Yeah. So I have three picks left and I am mentally scrambling because I think there's a lot of really feisty teams. Yes. I kind of want to take a gamble on a couple teams taking steps forward this year. Um, and maybe I'll mention a couple that I think are kind of sexy picks. But um, it's going to be really hard for me to keep um, a team that features Luka Doncic out of the top 10. Wow. However, I am looking through this and I'm like, who am I going to bump in order to do that? And given what we saw last year, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Okay. Um, I am going to be a little bit outlandish here and I'm going to say, um, at number eight, I'm going to say the, um, do I dare say this? The New York Knicks. Wow. I'm going to say the New York Knicks. Go for it. And, And here's why I love Tibbs. I love their core. I think, um, I think Brunson is going to take another step forward in terms of his leadership in that locker room. I think they have a lot of good pieces. Um, and I I mean, I, I think that they were competitive in the playoffs yeah. last year. I think they surprised a lot of people. Um, and then in terms of, so I don't believe in the Clippers. I don't think that they did enough to take steps forward. Fair. I don't believe in my Warriors enough to put them in the top nine. I have them at 10. Mostly just because of the pedigree in that room. Um, I already have the Lakers. Can I drop Philly out of this top 10? I would basically have to believe that either the Cavaliers or the um, Mavericks or the Pelicans were better than them. That's where I'm going with this. There's a lot of really freaking competitive teams here. Lots even the Jazz were like kind of fun last year. I even think like OKC can be a sleeper team this year. I'm going to say Philly at nine. I'm going to keep <laughs> Philly in the top ten. Everybody stop sweating a little bit. Okay, I, I do have some <laughs> rationale. Um, but there are so many viable teams. This is parody incarnate. I, I just don't – I mean I have no idea. Yeah. Even Atlanta has been like sneaky for a bit of time. Dude. Those those like six through ten playoff seeds are gonna be hard to come by. It's gonna be very fun to see, mm-hmm. um, and I and I think ultimately, um, especially looking at the West. I mean, we didn't mention John Morant's team. We didn't mention Shea Gilgis Alexander's yeah. team. We didn't mention now Scoot Henderson's team. 
Anthony Edwards' team. The West is the, stacked. The Rockets have Idoka as their coach and have added a lot of guys. There's almost not a terrible team in the West. I genuinely. mean, the worst team in the West is probably the San Antonio Spurs. And they just added Which have a an insane future. generational talent. Yeah. The, the West is stacked. Whereas there's probably five bad teams like Toronto, Charlotte, Washington, um, Detroit, Indiana. Yep. Maybe even Chicago, who are like yeah, bad, teams bad teams in the East. It's a crazy year in the West. It's going to be really. super, super exciting yeah. to watch. Um, so yeah, as we're coming up here on time, let's aggregate, and I'm going to just do this on the fly for Love us. It. Okay, so we're, we're 100% solid on Denver as the number one team. That's good. Boston yep. at two. I have Milwaukee at three. You have them at four, so they become three. Okay. I have Lakers at four, Phoenix at five. You have Phoenix at three, so they become the four. Love it. And then uh, this is going to get pretty difficult from here. Um, I have Lakers at four. You have them at ten, so they can't get any higher than like seven, which is probably where they're going to stop. Um, it looks like I have Philly at nine. You have them at five, so they should be right in that middle of the pack there. Mm-hmm. Miami is probably the team here because they're your six and my seven. Yeah, let's let's like put that. them at five. Yeah, which is good based on how they finished. Um, and then the sixth team is probably it's going to be either, and I'll let you make this pick. Yeah. It's either Philly or Sacramento because I have six and you have eight for Sac. You have five, and I have nine for Philly. Let's go sack. Let's go sack, and then Philly. Perfect. Um, and then the remaining three teams, it's a bit of a wash. So it looks like um, we have the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Knicks. That's it. The Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Knicks are the four teams we need to pick three out of. It looks like um, the I'll, Warriors are definitely in. The In fact, the Lakers have to be eight I because say, I had to have the four. Lakers right there, yeah. And that's great. So then it's between um, it's between um, the Knicks and the Clippers for the 10. And Golden State gets the nine because we both mentioned them. Knicks and Clippers, Whew. your pick, Coda. Let's go Knicks. Let's go Just because we've seen it from them. They were more yeah. relevant last year. Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting top 10. I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, how often is it that a like cookie-cutter top 10 is accurate at the end of the year? Right. You know? And I'll say this. Um, Colin Coward always reminds us that in every league, there are a certain amount of teams that are always new every playoffs. Um, and if we had uh, Denver, Boston... Phoenix and Miami are relevant again. That's four of the top five. Milwaukee getting to three would be unique. Sacramento and Philly both had good playoffs, as did the Los Angeles Lakers. We still have the Warriors hanging around, and we have the Knicks relevant. None none of these are outlandish, but it does predict a slightly different finish in each league. So I'm down with it. um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, let's see. Let's uh, get through these real quick then. Yeah, Yeah. let's do it. Let's just send it. Yeah. So – because we're talking about the NBA, we are going to add the NBA into our 3-for-3 three three picks. It's that time of year where there's just so many sports on, which is a blessing God really loves. Um, I want to hear you go straight through, and then I'll give you mine. Love uh, it. Philly at Milwaukee tomorrow. 
Philly and Milwaukee, definitely going to be a Milwaukee win, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I think they're going to be riding the high. I think um, Phoenix seems a little bit out uh, of sorts right now. Not going to have Harden. They have to go to Milwaukee, which is tough. I've been to their stadium recently. Um, uh. Denver at OKC. Um, I am going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with OKC, just to be fun. Um, okay. And you can't win all 82 games, even if Jake Kademi did just tell me that they're going to. <laughs> um, and Shea is a great player. I think yeah. their team's actually coming together pretty well. They and, could be a sneaky team this year. And I, I don't think you're going to pick them. So, um, And then Heat at Celtics, um, I will go with the Celtics there. Again, I think their new additions will show why they're relevant and will yep. be goaded on uh, to do so by the very vehement Boston crowd. I love it. What do you think? I'm also going to take Milwaukee against Great. Philly. Great. Um, which is uh same with my power rankings. Yep. It's all adding up. Yep. Um, I am going to take OKC here. Okay. Um, I think Denver's the best team in the league, but I do think OKC is on the up. Okay. I think they'll go into this game with tons of momentum, tons yeah. of wanting to prove we've arrived, yeah. and this is a great place to do that. And then I'm actually going to go with the Celtics as well. Okay. Um. And luckily, we were pretty different in our NFL picks. So yeah. We still have some parity here. But yeah, I I don't really believe in the Heat. I think the NBA this year is like 15 to 17 really good teams and then yeah. like three to four great teams. Yeah. Um, and I think the Celtics don't fall into that three to four great teams little section. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a great year. Uh, Let me talk about our records, though. First. Oh yeah. yeah, please tell me that before, before I close I out. Throw it to you. Please tell everyone how bad my record. I was going to say, I'm just here. I'm really happy. So, um, <laughs> Coda so was bad. 15 and nine going into this week. Um, had a catastrophic Ugh. one in five week, which takes him unfortunately to 16 and 14. Oh, that is brutal. Dude. Um, I had a ridiculous and ir- irregular week for me. So I am now <laughs> going all the way to. 19 and 11 wow. which um is is a pretty spicy record um that's a lot to uh compete with now i gotta have some really good weeks coming up yeah I, i'll take a three game lead yeah i'll definitely take a full three um coda it's been an amazing episode Dude, we've broken ground where are we going from here well the nba's debuting it already debuted last night we have a huge night tonight uh we'll be talking about that and Wimby debut which is literally i'm like Probably gonna eat a pizza. Yeah, I don't even have a pizza on me, but I'm gonna try to find one. Sit down, and watch that game. It's gonna be great. We're gonna be talking about NFL, college. Just, it's a beautiful sports season. Uh, so come back next week for all that on the fourth quarter podcast. Episode thirty. 30. Crazy. It's gonna be fun. Love it. Love it.